friend, are you feeling overwhelmed, underpaid, and want to get your business on a path of growth and profitability? Our podcast mini-sos will give you bite-sized strategies to make your business feel lighter and more profitable. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I am so glad you're here. Hello, Flower Friend. This is Jen, and you are listening to the Floral Hustle Podcast. On this week's mini-sode, we're going to talk about all things growing flowers. So you are a florist right now, and let's say you are dreaming of of growing your own flowers. Let's say you um, have like maybe thought like maybe this is the year I want to start, and it's just been something that's on your heart, on your mind. I want to talk about like what my journey was and how easy this can be for you to just start somewhere. Because if you start, like you're doing it, you're growing flowers, you are experiencing what that is. And you are my biggest thing about this whole journey is I am learning. And I, that's why, of course, I also dabbled in so many different um, seeds to start because I was learning all about them. And that was an experience that I feel was invaluable because I understand, for one, what a flower farmer goes through, but I understand that plant so much better at this point. So let's talk about where do you even get started? I think the first step is like you need to understand what growing flowers is all about. And if you haven't done some education behind it, now is a great time to start. I personally did the Florette Garden Workshop. She has it like once a year. It is a pretty, it's a good investment, but I felt like I was investing in myself. I was investing in, you know, for one, my business. And so it was a tax deduction. But I also just really wanted to soak up everything um, Erin at Florette Farms Like, I just, I think she is so inspiring and I literally just wanted to soak up her energy and her knowledge as well. But I also took, if you have ever heard of Team Flower, that is another flower podcast and they have a monthly type subscription program that gives all of their courses. And they have a gardening intensive that I thought was really great because it was on a more of a smaller scale level So somebody with like limited space and limited resources because Florette Farms is ginormous and it's huge and it's very um, like it's it's a big deal. So this was nice because it literally just gave me a a, if you're not going to be a big deal, like you can just start here and which felt really comforting. And I thought there was lots of great advice in there. But I also went and researched each one of the seeds. So I use YouTube uh, to really understand. I follow tons of flower farmers and um, Swan Cottage in the UK. Like I just, I love her grow alongs. I just thought it was so helpful and so much good information. But after you kind of understand some basics, where I started was literally on Amazon, like many of us do. And I got like these little four tier greenhouses. They were little mini greenhouses that had about a three foot by two foot um, footprint, um, a plastic sleeve around them, and four shelves. Then I bought a small grow light for each shelf to hang, and I bought seed mats, so seed starting mats, which are basically like a heat mat. Then based on the time on the seed packet, 
I literally would, you know, kind of say, okay, these are, I would separate them for one and sort them by time. So I make sure that I'm not missing one packet when I'm starting my four week, when I'm starting my, you know, six week, when I'm starting my, you know, eight week. Then I'm looking at that particular seed instructions and I'm preparing my soil. I absolutely love ProMix which I get at Menards here in Minnesota. Um, for some reason, Home Depot has not ever sold it. But I love the mix in there. I love how the seeds are performed. I made my own by literally taking, uh, you know, just like peat moss and regular garden soil. Uh, then, you know, seed starting mix. I tried a million different things, but like the pro mix seemed to work really well. It's in a black type, um, big kind of cube. And so there was a lot of good, uh, a, a fair amount in there to be able to not be running for a little small bag uh, a million times. Then I would get my, you know, mixture in my, I did it two ways. I did individual cells, but I actually liked uh, trays that were just wide and open, like a growing tray better because then I wasn't worried if a seed didn't germinate in this and I was utilizing so much space. But I germinated everything. I got everything to a point where it was like, you know, healthier enough to be transplanted. And what I call is I grow up. I'm growing up into a bigger container. So I'm utilizing a smaller space by using a flat tray. Then I'm growing that up into individual cells to a point of when I'm going to, you know, plant them outside. So with that, I'm putting potentially some vermiculite on top of it to cover my seeds. But I'm following the instructions and making sure that I'm also Googling that specific one because like with sweet peas on my instructions, it did not say to soak the seeds, but a million different YouTube videos told me to soak the seeds. Then I am either covering with a seed tray cover or with saran wrap with a rubber band around it to really hold in that humidity because once I place it on the heat mat, what's going to really get things started is it having a nice little humid environment. Not so humid in, that it gets moldy, but humid enough that it's like inspired to sprout. Then once it sprouts, I take it off the seed mat and I either move it or I just remove the seed mat itself. And I take the cover off because we want them to be able to grow. I'm making sure my grow light isn't super duper far away because if it is, your plants will get leggy because it's reaching for the sun. So you want to meet it in the middle where you want it to, of course, grow and stretch, but you don't want it to be aiming high, so high that it literally is just growing so fast that it's not getting strong. Then once I got to that point and I'm nearing my last frost date, you do this thing called hardening off and you will actually take them outside and expose them to what the outdoors is for a limited amount of times. I literally put them on a huge cart so I can cart it out and then cart it back in. So I, I just really kind of gracefully expose them to the outdoors. But then when you're getting to the point where you're going to plant them, you're going to prepare your beds. I put compost, um, I put, and what's great about the uh, team flower one is she talked a lot about like all garden soils, all potting mixes, all composts are not created equal and really explained that, which I thought was helpful. 
But um, I mix all those different mediums together and till them into my uh, area. I then will, I have tons of weed block material that I've literally made templates for spacing and I've burned holes in. So I literally can just lay that on my 25 foot bed and plant everything in there pretty seamlessly. But the last thing I want to talk about is dahlias. Right now, for one, I follow follow a million dahlia farmers because I'm just in love with them. And I also just love designing with them. I love growing them. I love how they look in arrangements. And it is something that is it's so fulfilling to grow because literally you go out and you're just like, this is going to be like the showpiece in your bouquet when you grow a cafe au lait or a labyrinth or, or something. So it's super fun and not something that you're like starting, you know, eight weeks ahead of time. I, this will be my fourth year growing. And with that, I've learned a little bit about dahlias because I went kind of big ever since the beginning. And the first two years, I literally went in and planted every single tuber in a soil median to get them started. And that was so painful because it was like 150 of them. So 150 pots that were big enough and all of that soil, it was just tons of work. And then having grow lights on them and doing all those things and moving them out outside. And so last year... And I did that because I wanted to make sure that they're sprouting. I, especially my first year, I had 25% of my, obviously, because I was buying a lot of them, uh, 25% of my tubers didn't even sprout. The next year was about 20%. And this last year, it was about 15 because I changed how I was doing it. That was just so much work, so much mess to clean up with actually planting them. And I do see a lot of people on Instagram planting them. It was just so much work that I just was like, yeah, no. So I do this thing, I call them waking up. I am waking up my dahlias now by literally, I take them out of my cooler from being in their um, median over the winter. And I, I look through them to make sure there's no rotty, icky ones. But then I literally put them on, I have this big metal cart that I use for my boxes and I also use for like the plants when I'm trying to sprout everything. And I put them on there and I just let them sit. And the humidity from being in the Tupperware box, it's like a a target tote with a little top on it. Literally, it's just this environment that is making them sprout. And last year, I woke all my dahlias up by just letting them sit in their containers. And then when they sprouted, I started taking them out and parsing them away so that the other ones would still, you know, sprout if a couple in the bin didn't. All my new dahlias, I had hydrangea boxes with the tops basically off and I lined them in there, cutting the bags open and wanting them to all sprout as well. And that worked amazing. It was so much easier and I probably had still like, because I bought a a chunk of new varieties, I still had about like 20% that didn't sprout, but I didn't spend hours and hours and hours moving them, planting them and doing all those things. So that's just a brief like kind of summary of the journey I've went through. I, I just, I feel growing flowers is such an experience. And if you have ever entertained it, like if you want some peace and joy in your life, 
it is so fulfilling and it is such an enhancement as a designer because you just get this like appreciation for flowers. Like I appreciate Lysianthus more than I ever know. And if you are thinking of growing Lysianthus, it is so painful. It's actually nine months to get a bloom. So think about that. You plant a seed and you're going to wait. That's why Lizzie costs so much. And so now I'm actually, I buy Lizzie plugs from um, Farmer Bailey's and it is amazing. And I ordered a whole bunch. I'm excited. I hope this episode was helpful or inspiring. I so appreciate for listening and you guys have a great day. Flower friend, is this you? Do you feel overwhelmed, tired, uninspired, and underpaid? If that's you, I want to help simplify everything for you. I want to be there to help you build goals, develop processes in your business for things to just feel lighter, all while building a path to profitability. I've been where you are, and I want to help you build the business of your dreams. For more information, check it out on our coaching page on our website at thefloralhustle.com or send me a DM on Instagram to learn more. Have a great day, flower friend.